Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi there. It's the beginning of April and in Australia we are just feeling the pain that's going along with the COVID virus. We're all in lockdown, although I'm still going to work and seeing patients because fertility is important. Couples desire to have a baby doesn't go away just because there's a virus there. And as I've said in previous uh, podcasts, the evidence still is that if you happen to contract COVID during pregnancy, it doesn't appear to change your miscarriage rates or have any impact on the pregnancy yourself or for the baby. So far, the news has all been good. And this is a bit different from the previous viral epidemics that have occurred in the last decade or so. So that's all good news. That said, in Australia, people are being cautious about fertility. Sadly, some governments have just lumped it into elective surgery like breast implants or tummy tucks. And that's very wrong And because fertility is not just an elective surgical procedure. There was a moment in Adelaide in the last week where it was said that police were going to move in and close down a hospital where they were doing IVF. Heavy-handedness in this situation is not going to be helpful either for the patients nor for the reputation of those who are supposed to be trusted. So what's the story with fertility? Well, the government in Australia decided that elective surgery other than urgent things should close down and that was based upon the fact that precious equipment to protect the medical staff and the nursing staff was under threat, that the supply was minimal and we would get into trouble. So anything we could do to reduce the use of of masks and gowns was going to be an appropriate step and that's why elective surgery was cut. Two things have happened, however, in the last week or so. One is the realisation that at the moment, the procedures the governments of the states and the federal government have put in place seem to be causing some degree of control of the viral transfer from one person to another. That social distancing and staying at home and not going to work seem to be working. The last five days, the number of cases new cases reported, has been pretty stable at less than 10% per day. Those measures have given time for us or for the medical community to actually stock up on masks and gowns, etc. And so that the pressures that day surgical units where IVF is conducted, that those pressures are starting to ease. We're not there yet, but I'm certainly optimistic that in the next month, we will be resuming IVF treatments. The one issue about going through an IVF cycle, however, is obviously the monitoring, where you have to come into a clinic to have bloods taken, have ultrasounds done. And that social contact potentially poses a risk. And it's on that basis that the Fertility Society of Australia made a recommendation that for the time being, 
IVF fresh cycles sh should not be undertaken because they require the most monitoring. They, however, have said that ovulation induction, that's either with tablets or injections, can still go ahead. And in fact, intrauterine insemination is still able to be undertaken because we're not using those resources that the government's concerned about. We are trying to minimise social contact um, by minimising the monitoring, and that may include the patients undertaking urine testing on a daily basis looking for ovulation. And so in cycles where we're putting frozen embryos back, which is still being practised by most clinics, minimal monitoring with an ultrasound around 10 days, and then urine testing at home to check for the day of ovulation, and then calculating the day for transfer is going on. I know some clinics have even stopped that, but um, personally, I think that's a bit of overkill in terms of risk assessment. So today, most clinics in Australia are continuing with frozen embryo transfers, ovulation induction, and IUIs. If you're doing that, I wish you good luck in terms of getting pregnant, because there's no reason not to get pregnant now. Talk to your doctor, even if that's by Zoom or teleconferencing. Almost all clinics now have moved to being offering that as a service to patients. The government has realised that, that that's uh, the safest way to have consultations and have produced item numbers in Medicare for that purpose. So talk to your doctor. Don't, don't uh, be afraid to have appointments with your doctor because they can organise them over the phone or on Zoom. We're keen to keep on helping patients get pregnant and if you are trying to get pregnant, push on. That's my message. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.